And now we revisit a highlight from the 2024 Republican presidential primary debate. Governor Christie, uh, another issue. This weekend here in Milwaukee, reports say there were 30 shootings and a number of them including kids. Uh, add that to the big increase in school shootings around the country. Democrats blame this crisis on easy access to guns. They also blame Republicans for blocking gun control legislation. What would President Christie do? you from the sky hammer studios here on cities 92.9 the news and talk of bloomington normal this is the el donzo and d show you have insanity in my earpiece i am el donzo i'm d's and my oh my insanity in the earpiece rings well this evening uh, or actually, this morning, we're coming at you on a Saturday morning, aren't we now, Dees? Uh, yeah, that's what they tell me. We've got a lot of news to cover. Uh, we're going to get, there's a lot of stuff going on in Maui. We've got some sound bites. And, you know, I think people are pretty pissed off about this Maui thing, aren't they? Just yeah. And not only that, but there is a lot, and I mean a lot, of chatter about uh, these things being set intentionally, um, people marking out spots where potential satellite laser beams um, targeting areas where uh, blue things that were the color blue were not affected were not burnt because they're saying that the lasers can be set to frequent I mean it's all obviously big conspiracy stuff but it's at the very least very very interesting and we're going to get into that and and we need to have a discussion on this and and how Joe Biden has completely dropped the ball and treated them like third-rate citizens. He never picked the ball He up. never picked the – you're right. He never did. He never picked the ball up. But also, Donald Trump turned himself in to Fulton County and got mugshotted along with Giuliani, and I think Jenna Ellis was in that too. All of John, them. All of them. All of them went and turned themselves in. We're going to talk about the mugshots and what's going on in our country with that. We have oh, Trump, Trump and Tucker Carlson. We're going to touch on this too. Uh, Tucker Carlson had an interview with Donald Trump while the 2024 uh, Republican presidential primary debates were going on. I, I have not had a chance to watch that yet. I plan on doing it uh, which, which, some point this Which weekend. one is that? The the Trump-Tucker interview? Yeah. It's good. I mean, it's good. They even I mean, Tucker comes out and... I saw a couple highlights of it as I was uh, going to work the next morning. Um, so, yeah, I, I, like I said, I plan to devote some time to watch the entire thing. Two over... I don't know what the count is now, but... Uh, as of what, when were the debates Wednesday night? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it was Wednesday night. Yeah. Uh, as of like Thursday midday, the thing had like 200 million views. Yeah. I mean, it's up to 250, I think as of yeah. today, million views and we'll, we'll get down in the views and actually who, who actually watched it, how many people actually watch it. Cause there's some debate there. We'll break it down for you. We'll kind of break down the, the debate a little bit, which was. A nothing burger, if you ask they me. They never are. It's just a bunch are. of just, people yelling at each other. Yeah, and all agreeing on the same thing in different ways. And then Chris Christie, who we heard from in the uh, the cold open, you know, was running his suck about it. So we got a lot of stuff to go through. The first thing I do want to 
I do want to address though right now is I want to give a big shout out to the sponsor for our show, Enviroseal. If you have sunken concrete, patios, drive walks, uh, they will go drive in. Driveways. Did I say drive walks yes, again? Yes, you did. Son of a... I don't know what's going on with Driveways me. and or sidewalks. Dr- driveways and or sidewalks. I don't know. It must be something in the air tonight or like in the past couple of weeks. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I guess. If you have sunken driveways or sidewalks, I shouldn't even say sidewalks, patios. These guys go for big chunks of concrete. We're not screwing around with with anything that could be construed as a slab of concrete a big old slab of concrete these guys in virus will come in and they will pump up the slabs they will use polyurethane foam pump up the slabs they will be ready to drive on the same day so give those guys a call 309-275-6303 for virus and these do you know what else they do uh, skyways skyways i didn't even know what you, what's skyways? Si- sideways I'm, are see, you really I'm oh up. did you just do that i bet they do insulation for your home they as well. do they absolutely do they do commercial and residential spray foam in- insulation with that same polyurethane foam so give those guys a call in virus seal at 309-275-6303 now we're five minutes in and already off the rails. We're we're off. We're always off the rails. What are you say, when are we me? on the rails? We're never on the rails. We're we're never on top of our game. No, you know what? Actually, I gotta say this. Every now and again, old Donzo and D's makes a mistake. It happens. It's inevitable, right? I mean, everybody's gonna mess up. Usually, it's you, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's not. You 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 make quite a few as well. Don't bust my chops <laughs> on the radio. Come on, man. I don't do that to you. I never bust your chops. Why gonna, would you do that to I'm gonna, me? I'm going to give you the Ramaswame treatment. The Ramaswame treatment. You know what? That's something I want to touch on real quick, too. Vivek Ramaswame, I got to say, the victor of those, what was it, eight people that were on the primary debate stage? Uh, I think it was eight. Yeah. The victor of those eight. Um, was was Ramaswamy without question in he, my opinion? He came out on top with them. DeSantis was good, but he was like you could tell he was doing everything in his power to stay on script, which what he said was fine. But every time he would interject, you could tell it was like this is a talking point I have to hit. Whereas Vivek, he was just dropping the hammer. I mean, I. He was. And see, this is where DeSantis is losing his steam. DeSantis used to be a bit of a rogue. He would come out and say whatever popped into his mind. That's why a lot of people equated him with Donald Trump. He's not doing that anymore. He's not just going out and kicking butt and taking names. He's getting very robotic, and he's getting, uh, as my uncle would call it, domesticated. According to the polls, though, the, like he he spiked. He did spike. I saw that. Bo- but- both of them, actually, in the Iowa polls, uh, Vivek dropped. And DeSantis jumped up to, I believe it's like 21%, still like 21 points behind Trump, but he did get a spike. Yeah, no, nobody jumped enough from that. And I don't think there was going to be any benefit in it. Like I said, with DeSantis, and I like DeSantis. We've agreed with that. Mm-hmm. We like Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis is losing his edge. And there's no way Ron DeSantis and the way he's functioning now is going to be able to go up against a wild card like Trump. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. He's got to step it up a little bit. Yeah. He's got to get back into that. This is what I'm going to say. I don't care what you think about it. I don't care who tells me it's wrong. This is how I feel about it. And like I said, DeSantis has lost that uh, quite a bit. Yeah. After that, if you eliminate Trump from the equation altogether and you gun to my head, you tell me I got to pick one of the people I saw Wednesday night. It's it's Vivek. 
I'm taking the the guy that's not a career politician. Uh, I mean, absolutely. What you will. No, and I think that's yeah. the point that most of America's at right now. And we've got some stats I want to go through with that. So we'll get into this a little bit more detailed. Maybe we can get it in this uh, segment. Let me take a look here real quick. Uh, let me roll it up to the sidewalk and have a look, as David Lee Ross said. Three minutes. Nah, I don't know. We got three minutes. Uh, so they had their uh, Republican primary presidential debate. And I've said before on this show, Trump shouldn't do it. There's no reason for Trump to do it. He's better off not doing it. And what did Trump do? He did an interview with Tucker Carlson that aired, I think it was five minutes before the debate actually began. And wow, did Trump and Tucker mop the ratings floor with their butts. Yeah, and I I mean, I expected that. I mean, I did too. So, and, and we can break this down a little bit more in the next segment. But when you look at the ratings that the Republican presidential primary debate had, and you look at the ratings slash views, actual watches that the Trump and Tucker interview had, it's pretty damning as to what the American people want to see. And when you look at how many followers Trump has on Twitter, which he just posted on Twitter, we're going to be reading that in the next segment. He just posted on Twitter, I think it was today, for the first time in two years. So we're talking that today's Friday. For the first time in two years, he made a post. It was yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah. My, my yeah, apologies. It was, it was Thursday. But when you look at how many followers he's got and how many followers the rest of the guys on the stage have, and then you look at how many people actually tuned in, like I said, in my opinion, it's quite damning. And the there was a couple things. I don't know. You didn't get a chance to watch the, the Tucker Trump no, Not interview. yet, no. There was a couple things that, that got said in that that we're going to cover, which was pretty interesting. They talked about Jeffrey Epstein a little bit. Tucker Carlson came out, flat out asked him, do you think Jeffrey Epstein killed himself? Which you tell me another news anchor in the drive-by media or in the mainstream or whatever is going to ask somebody that question. They steer right. away from that like it's the plague. And Trump gets kind of candid with him. Trump doesn't give the, the for sure, yeah, I think he was whacked. But they bring up the cameras are off and everybody was asleep. And then they get into Bill Barr about how Bill Barr kind of dropped the ball on this. Well, actually, he really did drop the ball on it. And these, I think you and I kind of agree a little bit that there's it just doesn't make sense that Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. Zero chance it. that he killed himself. No, I don't. I don't buy it at all. There's <clears throat> where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. Unless somebody actually can pull up a video of him hanging himself. You'll never, ever in any lifetime convince me that, that he killed himself. But these, the video went out suddenly yeah, and unexpectedly so and the guards were asleep. Yep. And nobody went and checked on him because he was on suicide watch, but he was with his lawyers the day before and he was telling them how happy he was and how optimistic he was. Something's not right here. Yeah. So, we, you know, when these, look, there's some uh, folks that have these conspiracy theories, they'll call them. Where they go, like, oh, there's a cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophiles running around, and they run the governments. Well, when you see stuff like this, I mean, what do you expect? Right. Maybe there is a cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophiles running the governments. Wouldn't surprise me for a second. Now, here's the thing. Donald Trump seems to be the one politician least afraid of anybody finding out anything about Jeffrey Epstein. Doesn't it seem that you don't hear you don't hear Bill Clinton saying we got to find out what happened to this guy. He, of course not. Of course not, because he's with him. He was on pedophile or whatever island, Lola, whatever it was. This is the Eldonzo and D show. We will be right back after all oh, these are commercial massages. 
and welcome back to the Eldonzo and D Show here on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal from the Skyhammer Studios. I'm Eldonzo. I'm Dees. Ah, it's always a laugh, isn't it? <clears throat> Something's always freaking louder than everything else. You know, <clears throat> I'm a little offended. Why are you a little offended? Because almost every single week in the first segment, you ask how my week's been. Well, you know what? I guess we didn't do that then. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're going to find out. We, this should be a new segment. This should be like, dun, 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 dun. how was Deez's week? Deez, how was your week? It was boring. I don't want to talk about it. I saw, are, you, are you kidding me? <laughs> no, no cat tried to kill you? No, not this time. You didn't slip in a bathtub? No. Didn't no, almost break your leg getting into no, your truck in a pouring rain? No, just tried to... Uh... Bear the heat. That's about it. Bear the heat. I just kinda... wanted to bust your balls a little. That's all. Honestly. Oh, that's okay. Somebody's got a pretty do uneventful it. week. Yeah, pretty uneventful week. Okay. Well, I'm glad I asked you about that. Yeah, me you too. You could have made something up. Yeah, well. You could have been like, I'll write a script I went to the White House and Joe Biden touched me in my naughty spot. You could have said something, dude. Come on, man. Make it up. Joe Biden sniffed you. Kamala Harris groped you. I don't know. Did some lines with Hunter. Peppermint Patty. Oh, Jen Psaki. We got to talk about her today on the show, too. But, okay, so, something I want to get to. So we talked about, uh, I got to find a nickname for Chris Christie. I know I've called him expletives off air, like big fat, you know, but I can't say that. <laughs> I can't say that on the air. I almost did, but I didn't. So it doesn't count. Uh, we got to, we got to figure out a nickname for Chris Christie. So one of the best parts of this, you can tell when you're watching the Republican primary presidential debate, presidential primary debate, you can tell when you're watching this. So you've got some people like Mike Pence, right? Uh, some people like Vivek Ramaswamy. A lot of people like DeSantis. Hey, I couldn't tell. Is Mike Pence a religious man? Oh, you couldn't tell? I think he is. It was a joke because with he talked about his Lord and Savior literally every time he opened his mouth. Which yeah, and, is, hey, it's, do you. It's fine. And but. I don't have the stats in front of me. I had these, and I, and I actually forgot them at my work because that's what I do when I'm at work getting paid to do stuff. I think that they actually mentioned Donald Trump 23 or 24 times in this debate. I wouldn't be surprised. A debate that he wasn't even at, they had to mention him, the one that nobody wants to speak of. So let's go back to this. Let's go back to this real quick. Brett Baer. Okay, so the headline is, Brett Baer has to interrupt debate to tell audience to stop booing Chris Christie. <laughs> no, I think you heard some of this audio. Uh, this is gateway. Pun. I was still watching at that point. We we don't have this particular audio pulled up, but I am going to pull some uh, audio up for you right now. This is the opening. Okay, this is when Brett Bear and what's her name is introducing everybody on the debate stage. And let me tell you something. I was on with Kev Fairs watching this, and I got off. I had to do some stuff, and and I was like, I just don't even want to watch. So I watched highlights. But anyway, this is. Uh, I think I made it about ninety minutes. This is this is how how much love. Big old Chris Christie gets. Roll clip. Carolina Governor Nikki Haley. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. South Carolina Senator Tim Scott. You hear the booze? Oh, yeah. Oh, That's they're... nothing compared to when, I don't remember what the topic was. I think it was something to do with Trump. But, I mean, it, that was the point where Brett had to, like, turn around and look at the crowd and say, hey, you know, let's let him talk. So we can get to the other stuff. And it was, I mean, it was loud. It felt like I was watching a, uh, a WWE show where the bad guy was, was talking in the, uh, in the ring. 
Yeah. Do, hey, do your impression of uh, Macho Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, for, for us older folks out there, uh, re- <laughs> rest in peace to Terry Funk, man. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Terry yeah. Funk, go ahead and yeah, give a shout-out yeah, real quick. 70, I believe he was 76 years old, uh, died at his home on, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday, and then that was quickly followed up for the newer people, Bray Wyatt, who was, uh, do you remember Mike Rotunda, Barry Windham from yes. back in the day? Yes, absolutely. Well, uh, Bray Wyatt is actually Windham Rotunda, the son of Mike Rotunda and nephew of Barry Windham. And he was only 36, and he just passed away yesterday. So uh, the the wrestling world lost two very, very popular people, one from, obviously, years and years ago, and, and one that has been popular for the last decade. It's amazing how we just segue into stuff on this show, right. isn't it? Uh, so, yeah, but thank you for like getting me clued in, getting me up to snuff on that. Now, did you see when Brett Baer asked the Republican candidates – if they would support Donald Trump, even though he was convicted. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. yeah. So Vi- if Vivek's hand went up shot, before the before sh- the question was even done being asked. Shot up in a heartbeat. Vivek was like, it's me. It's me. I'm the biggest cheerleader. Because, look, I think Vivek's up there to shake stuff up. And I heard a really good point about this. Trump, there was a lot of benefits Trump not being there. Vivek and Vivek Ramaswamy and Ron DeSantis have to focus on each other and duke this out. Trump is just going to skate while they figure this out and fight for second place because that's what's going on in that debate stage. Think about that. Mm -hmm. Everybody on that debate stage is fighting for second place. So maybe we'll get a Vivek, uh, Ramaswamy, and Ron DeSantis. I don't know if they're going to do what Elon Musk and uh, what's that weird guy from uh, his Facebook? Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg are going to get in the ring, but it's going to duke it out, and that's going to take that much heat off Trump and Trump can do whatever he wants to do. I was on with uh, Kevin Ferris the other night and they had a, uh, a young man named on, on named James, I think was his name. And I, it escapes me. He actually called Trump a coward for not going to the debate and debating on a stage with real conservatives. I'm like, yeah, cause he's never been on a uh, stage with real conservatives. What are you nuts? There's no reason for him to go. And I think I was right because he really knocked it out of the park. So let's go over this uh, real quick here. I, yeah, I don't think he needed to be there for this one, uh, but he's going to have to be there if DeSantis or you know yeah. Ramaswamy get it. We he get, should go we get and five or six him. months down the road, and like you said, it's it's basically come down to two. Whether it you know it's those two, I think it will be, but who knows? But it would be it would be really funny though if let's say DeSantis gets a nomination and DeSantis is pulling at twenty percent and Trump's pulling at seventy five percent. <laughs> then why would Trump go to a debate? I mean, really? I mean, when you've got that much of a spread with these guys. Uh, uh, yeah, I agree. So anyway, let's look at the numbers real quick. So Fox, 12.8 million people tuned in to Fox News to watch this debate. 12.8, which is, I think it's about 2 million, 3 million less than it was in 2016. Okay. And I, I believe in the, would have been the 2020 election, the Democrats, I think they get, I think the first debate they had, they had around 14 or 15. I'm kind of taking a shot at this. I don't, I, like I said, I forgot those notes, those specific notes, but it was pretty low. 12.8 million. Now you have Tucker Carlson interviews, Trump 14. Let's, let's go. Let's back up a little bit here. We're going to back up. So views, 
Now, on Twitter, views are people that actually saw the story, okay? And I don't know. I cannot confirm if they broke a record on this, but at lunchtime today, this is Friday. We're recording the show a day late, but I like that because we've got a lot of news coming in. 250 million people, these 250 million people saw this, like came across their screen. And I went back through other posts and other Tucker Carlson episodes. This was the most I can find. Now, because that's the most I can find doesn't mean that's the most there's ever been, but that's pretty pretty damn big. They had a formula. One of these uh, liberal rags had a formula for this. And they said, actually, that means probably 14.8 million if you do a 7 to 1 and all this ratio of people that actually tuned in and watched it or watched part of it. It was actually just 14.8 million people watched it. Okay, even if it's 14.8 million people that actually watched the Tucker interview, that is huge. Yeah, That's a lot of people. When you consider he, he mopped the floor by 2 million views. And even more impressive considering Tucker only has 9.8 million followers. Correct. Correct. So this did these, both these guys very good. I'm glad Trump did not go to that debate. You know, Trump goes off the handle sometimes and says stuff we don't agree with or was like, hey, roll our eyes. The, the, the guy made the right choice here. So check this out. All of the candidates combined have, I think it's 14 million Twitter or X followers combined. You've got DeSantis, you got Pence have the most, they're right around five, and then the other ones are like 900,000 or 26,000 here and there. 14 million followers on Twitter and only 12.8 million tuned in for it. So you can probably do a stat there if you want to. Trump himself has 87 million followers on X. 87 million. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty big standing. That's a pretty big following. And he got 14.8 million on the Tucker and Trump interview. The numbers speak to me something. I don't know what it is. And I think it's probably more than that actually watched this. But you're talking about a guy who's standing up there talking to Tucker Carlson, who's holding nuclear warheads, and you got these guys on stage at the, at the primaries throwing firecrackers at him. I just don't... When you look at the raw numbers, when you looked at the raw numbers of how many people attended his rallies, how many votes he got, I just don't see it. These, I mean, think about that. Two million more views than what the entire primaries got. Debates. I'm, I'm not surprised. I mean, for one, Twitter is a... Sorry, Elon, I like you, but I refuse to call it X. <clears throat> Twitter is, is a lot more... Uh, has a lot broader reach when you consider that it's worldwide. So, I mean, how many of those views are you know, from foreigners and things like that. But Well, I agree with that. But on the other hand, too, could you imagine if each one of these guys in the primary debate would have just done their own interview with somebody on Twitter? How bad would that have been? Oh, yeah. No, Only they're... Trump can pull it off. This is the Eldonzo and D Show on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal, and we'll be right back in two shakes. Hey, 
Okay, we are back on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. This is the Eldonzo and D show. I'm not D's. I'm not Eldonzo. But I tell you what, sometimes I feel like him. Bad, like one huh? of those nights where you've drank a lot of beer or drank a lot of vodka, in your case. Mm-hmm. And you've been at one of those uh, one of those gay strip clubs. And you kind of, you know, come in and you're like, ah, yeah. I, like I, I don't know today. how that feels. Just don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. We've got we've got a lot more to go over about the uh, uh, the debate night. So Vivek Ramaswamy, I I knew I heard this somewhere. So Vivek Ramaswamy introduced himself as a skinny guy with a funny last name. Of course, Chris Christie. Everybody's calling him out for being a uh, racist because he said a. Uh, Skinny guy with an odd last name. I don't know where. It's... I don't like Chris Christie. To be to be fair though, when when Vivek said that, he actually gave credit to Obama. Literally in the sentence that he said, you know, it was like Obama said, "I'm the skinny skinny guy with who's that skinny guy with the weird name or whatever." Right. Yeah. He 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 did he ripped it from Obama, but yeah, but he did give a shout out now, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. 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 I saw an article, I don't even remember where it was, but they were like, Oh, he ripped off Obama's speech. He literally gave the guy I credit. Think he, yeah, he did it sentence. as a joke. Yeah. At, at least he did it as a joke. Yeah. Uh so Vivek Ramaswamy came out, and here's the thing. He had gusto, he had confidence, he had a sense of humor. The guy, you know, Bill Maher interviewed him. And even Bill Maher said this. You know, you're a good looking guy, you're a young guy, you're a smart guy, you're an artist. You know, you're very articulated. I think Ramaswamy's got a big future in this. Now, I guess Ramaswamy's flip-flopped around in the past, but you name me a politician that hasn't. Oh, for sure. And but bar none. I mean, as far as the people that were on that stage, he was the star. Without question, whether you like him or not, like he was the one that had the best overall performance, for, for lack of a better description. Oh, I agree 100%. And, you know, speaking of flip-flopping or... I don't know, doing stuff that's not agreed upon, you know, by your party or some detractors. I want to go over a few things that most of the never Trumpers like to bring up. Okay. And we're kind of steering off course. So we're going to get back into stuff, but this is a couple things that, that weigh heavy on me when somebody says, you know, Donald Trump, you know, was worse on the second amendment than Obama or, you know, Donald Trump never got the wall done or it's, it's, Look, it's one of these things. The, the Second Amendment thing. If you're a Trump supporter and you hear somebody, a detractor, a rhino, or somebody that didn't support Trump, talk about how hard he was on the Second Amendment, I want you to go back to October of 2017. when And you and I talked about this. Stephen Paddock shot up uh, the concert in Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we talked about how odd this was that he did it. That he actually got... He didn't get away with it, but he got away with setting it up. Of course, he offed himself. So allegedly, allegedly, allegedly yes. he offed himself. Just like allegedly, he was the the only person shooting. It's so how how many decades is it going to take for the grassy knoll of Las Vegas to to come out? You know, is my question. How did they set it up? Anyway, so the big thing is: Have you ever heard of bump stocks? These, yeah, okay, bump stocks. You replace the stock on your AR-15, or maybe if you've got an AK-47 or whatever have you you be into, you replace it with this thing. It's a stock, but it allows the firearm itself, the upper and the lower receiver, to uh, cycle back and forth. 
which, and you hold your finger on the trigger, and it mimics fully automatic. The only problem is, the way it does it, you can't hit the broadside of a barn with it. Yeah, keep it, keeping your aim is... You, you can't. No. You can't do it. So all of us firearms enthusiasts, is I think is the correct way to label us, firearms enthusiasts, would never buy one. Because they're junk. They're worthless. It's almost like taking Tannerite out and putting it out in your field and shooting it. Go, Fizz, drink another Bud Light. <laughs> all these redneck stuff, man. Uh, so anyway, we didn't care. And then Trump comes in, you know, all the liberals are flipping out because, look, check this out. Where's, where, let me see my stats. He fired into a crowd of 22,000 people. He fired 1,000 rounds. He killed 60 and wounded 867. Those aren't very good numbers for a mass shooter. Considering he had the advantage, he had all these guns, all this ammunition. He's elevated, and he kills 60 people, and that's it. Now, I'm not, dude, I'm not minimizing what happened. But I am making a point about the bump stocks. So all these liberals, I remember when this happened, you remember when this happened. All these liberals flipped out about this. And Trump's got, yeah, you got to ban the bump stocks. And the NRA, on October 5th, 2017, the National Rifle Association. Uh, this is a quote from them. The NRA believes that devices designed to allow semi-automatic rifles to function like fully auto rifles should be subject to additional regulations. So he had the NRA's backing. Do you know what that was? That was a sacrificial lamb. That was shut the libs up, and all of us guys that really know anything about firearms didn't give a damn about it. It shut him up. We moved on. It wasn't a firearm. He didn't ban anything. He banned an inanimate object that is worthless to us. <laughs> so in my opinion, it was okay. Now, the border wall, on the other hand, the border wall is a big point of contention with these guys that were former Trumpers that don't like Trump anymore. Have you ever talked to anybody about the border wall? He claims he was going to get the border wall built. He never did. No. All right. So <clears throat> Trump got $15 billion from the Department of Defense to increase visas and tariffs on Mexico. This was his idea. This was how he was going to do this. And he actually did put visas and tariffs and increase the rate. That's how he was going to get Mexico to pay for the wall. If anybody goes, well, he was going to get Mexico to pay for the wall and he didn't do it, and Mexico never signed a check, even he said that wasn't how that was going to work. He was going to, one way or another, make them pay for it. He put up 450 miles of a border wall system, more than anybody else has ever done. In 2017, or excuse me, he threatened, check this out, let me pull my stuff up here real quick. He threatened to shut down the government in 2018. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. Where he was in the Oval Office with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer over this wall. Now, you got to remember the House and the Senate were not the Republicans at this time. So you cannot blame him for not getting the wall done. He sat there and threatened to shut down the government and held out for two months, which was the longest government shutdown in history. Did he cave? Eventually, he caved, but he still got more wall put up. He still got more restrictions, and there was still less illegal immigration than any time in, I think it was the past 30 years. So when you hear these people come out and say, well, he didn't get this done, he didn't get that done, he didn't drain the swamp. You know, my, my thing with him not draining the swamp, Dees, is I don't think he realized just how deep that swamp was. 
yeah, I think he it's... found out by the time he got out of office. Oh, for sure. If he didn't, he's finding out now. So anyway, that's a point I wanted to get across. I made some arguments with people. About Do you remember that. who was on stage when that ha- that shooting happened? Uh, was it Brantley Gilbert? No. <laughs> who was it? Jason Aldean. Oh, it was Jason Aldean. Sorry, yeah. we're not bro country guys. I knew it was one of them. You guys had a rough five years. Yes. Yes, he has. <laughs> yes, he has. So anyway, let's get into something else. This was pretty good. Tucker Carlson, when he did his interview with Trump, and we're going to pull up the soundbite for you here real quick, like, <clears throat> obviously, they don't like Chris Wallace. I don't like Chris Wallace. You remember when he left Fox News and went to CNN? Vaguely, yeah. Yeah, you know why you vaguely remember it? Because nobody gives a damn about Chris Wallace. <laughs> that bomb, that went over like a Led Zeppelin. That was about as welcome as a fart in a spacesuit. I, I think, actually, I heard from somebody that Chris Wallace is actually cleaning crappers at a Motel 6 or something? I don't know what he's doing. Or maybe he's fluffing. I don't Is know. Is he still on CNN? I don't even, I don't even know. Yeah. And who cares? When's the last time you ever heard anybody go, I was watching Chris Wallace yesterday, and oh my God, it was great. We're going to play this for you. This is the uh, this is the soundbite. Tucker Carlson and Trump. Here we go. Roll tape. Biden else has got to be running the government. Well, somebody else has to be. Uh, I don't think he's capable of doing no. anything. Look, when I debated him... I said, how come, and this was in front of, probably not a friend of yours, Chris Wallace, he was the moderator. Not a friend. I said, why did, why is it, he wants to be Mike, but he doesn't have the talent. It's one of those- Bitchy little little man. He wanted to be his father, but he didn't have the talent. Of course, talking about Mike Wallace's dad, and then uh, Tucker Carlson called him a bitchy little man, (laughs) which he is. You know, if you go back to the, the debates between Biden and Trump, Biden's trying to bring up all this stuff about getting kickbacks from China and the laptop and the Russian oligarch paying Hunter and Chris Wallace wouldn't have none of it. It really seemed that Chris Wallace was in the bag for Biden and Chris Wallace up until this point had always done a good job at trying to play in the middle, you know, in the middle of the road, be fair. And then he just kind of like Trump said about Megyn Kelly, his eyes were bleeding, his ears were bleeding, his nose was bleeding, his, his whatever was bleeding. I know he was he was enraged with anti-Trumpism. Anyway, this is the Eldonzo and D show. We will be back here in a few minutes with some more fooly monkey shines. Right here on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. Hey, welcome back to the Eldonzo and D Show on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. I am Eldonzo. I'm Dees. And this is the last segment for the first hour. So we're going to get some stuff wrapped up here. Especially, I want to touch a little bit more on this Tucker Trump interview that they had. Uh, Trump said some very interesting things. He talked about the Chinese gaining control of the Panama Canal which you, you, you need to watch this. You need to go to it. You need to see what he said about that, which is a big thing because China is actually spreading out across the globe. One thing China never had for them were satellite outposts militarily, and they're starting to gain those now. They're starting to gain those in Cuba, and I believe he talked about a runway that was, what did he say it was, like a 20,000-foot-long runway in Cuba, which is going to be used for the Chinese military. Of course, uh, China has been infiltrating Brazil for over two decades now. Have you have you looked into any of this? No. no. I figure when they get here, I'll see them. 
They've been, yeah, well, that's my <laughs> biggest fear is that, you know, not that we wake up to nuclear war, is that we wake up to China, you know, coming into our doors, go, oh, yeah, yeah, put down your guns or we kill you. Uh, they've developed, seriously, close, really close economic ties and security ties with a lot of South America, Brazil, Venezuela. Of course, Venezuela was screwed from the get-go with communism, socialism, uh, but Brazil... And if you go back to the elections, now we have Lula da Silva, who was a convicted felon, who didn't have a hope in hell, a socialist, of winning the presidency of Brazil. He kicked out Jair Bolsonaro in what was probably a worse, worse rigged, a hot, more hotly rigged election than what we saw in 2020. That was all China got in there and did that. Joe Biden supported that. This is how far China's reach is going with everything. So now China is literally on our doorstep in South America. So here's the thing about Cuba. So President Xi, Xi Jinping, has pledged to support Cuba's defense of its national sovereignty. He opposes foreign interference in a U.S. economic blockade and will expand strategic coordination with Havana. He made remarks in a meeting with uh, President Miguel Diaz-Canal Canal on the sidelines of the BRICS summit in Johannesburg on Wednesday, according to a statement from the Chinese Foreign Ministry on Thursday. It said China highly appreciates Cuba's consistent firm support for China on issues involving China's core interests and will continue to firmly support Cuba in defending its national sovereignty, opposing foreign interference and blockade, and doing its best to provide support for Cuba's economic and social development. Now, this BRICS thing is almost like China and Russia as well as Brazil, Russia, Iran, China. That's their own little form of NATO here. That's an issue. And now they're in South America with us. So that's something to look out for. This China deal, if you don't think it can get any worse, it's about to with them. Because not only do they own everything we have at this point, now they're actually putting out satellite outposts in South America. They've been doing it with Africa. Goes back to the Belt and Road Initiative in Afghanistan. That was the last country they needed to get the Belt and Road right through the heart of the Middle East. And they got it and we gave it to them. That's why we believe Joe Biden's compromised. That's why they've been paying this family off for decades now. There's got to be a payout for the Chinese. The Chinese, I hate to admit it, are way smarter than we are. Now, Epstein, we talked a little bit about Jeffrey Epstein in the first segment, did we not, Dees? <coughs> yes, sir. I think it was first. I don't know. Okay, so pretty much Tucker Carlson flat out asked him, do you, do you, let's see, let's, let's just pull it up real quick. He says, do you think Jeff, do you think Epstein killed himself sincerely? Trump's response was, oh, sure, possible, but I think he probably committed suicide. He had a life with beautiful homes, beautiful everything. All of a sudden, he, had, he is incarcerated and not doing very well. I would say he probably did commit suicide, but a lot of people think he was killed, including you. That just doesn't sound so sure to me, does it to you, Dees? Uh, no, not particularly. But if there's ever going to be a president that's going to come out and stick to his guns and kind of walk that line, I think it's going to be Trump, personally. The whole thing with... Epstein, like we talked about in the first segment, there was no cameras up. The guards were asleep. Conveniently, yes. Conveniently, allegedly, as Dees like to say, allegedly. No, they were definitely asleep. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. They were asleep, whether they just had their eyes closed or they're because they were paid to or they were drugged or whatever. They were asleep. Now, the other thing I want to get to in this segment, have you been following this Pergozin plane crash thing in oh, Russia? Oh, for sure. All right. So I got a lot of I got a lot of stuff with this one. I don't even know if I need to pull well, up the before we get into that, because we're going to we don't have enough time to talk about all we're going to talk about with that. Let's talk about Trump's return to Twitter. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we forgot about that. He he came back to tri- Twitter with a mugshot. Yes, that was, I mean, you want to talk about a baller move. Like, he, he's been off Twitter for, well, since they barred him after uh, 2020. So two and, and then Musk barred him back last year, and he and, still wouldn't come back on. And knowing full well that this mugshot was going to be released, like they released all of them, that was his big Twitter return was he posted the, the, the mugshot himself and, you know, literally calls it mugshot. It's just a picture. He doesn't really say anything. He says mugshot, August 24, 2023 election interference, never surrendered Donald J Trump.com. And I said to you before we went on the air about how, you know, I think he missed an opportunity to just be, you know, all giddy and smiling. But then after reading some of these and you saw a couple of things we saw on Twitter. He looks, you know, like, like he's hard, like he almost for lack of better description, like thuggish, like he's mean mugging and I, it's growing on me. Well, he can't be happy. No, I, I get it, but it's almost like defiant. In fact, um, he should be damn defiant. Who's the goofy dude on CNN? Stelzer. Uh, is that his name? Is that who I'm thinking of? I think it was Brian Stelter was talking about. No, I don't think no, he, John he got Bolton. canned. Yeah, John Bolton. John Bolton was whining about it, uh, saying he's using his viral mugshot to boost his popularity going into the election and called him a thug. And now now I I like the mugshot. I think it's funny. Well, yeah, John Bolton, screw him. Yeah, you know, he turned around and stabbed it. I think it's funny, too. I, re- I really do. I And Rudy Giuliani's got released, and Rudy Gi- Giuliani doesn't look happy. No. But, you know, if you if you got New York City out of 9-11, and you had rebuilt New York City in one of the safest big cities in the world, and this is the thanks you get, right. this is the Eldonzo and D Show. We'll be right back here on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. This is the El Donzo and Dee's show. I'm El Donzo. I am Dee's, and hopefully you folks out there are hearing this. So instead of having a uh, user error by the person not named Dee's in the show that basically did not play segment five last week. So anyway, <clears throat> would you? I love you, man. I love you. Yeah. Whatever. Don't forget to check us out on our socials. We got Twitter at Eldonzo D's, Facebook.com slash Eldonzo D's. And of course, if you want to look at our ugly mugs, YouTube.com slash Eldonzo D's. Please give us a like, a share, a follow, all that good stuff. And now I turn it to you. So what happened this week was a pretty big deal. We've had a lot of stuff happen this week. Uh, Yevgeny Prigozhin's plane, though, crashed in Russia. He was on his way from Moscow to St. Petersburg, yeah, correct? Yeah. These? Crashed. Now, crashed. In air quotes. Crashed. There's a, a lot of speculation just came out that there was actually explosions on the plane. Uh, speculation that somebody had packed explosives 
up under the landing gears. There's also speculation that it was shot down by the Russian Air Force. Now, he was exiled to Belarus along with the rest of the, Ra- the, the, the Wagner group, correct? Yeah, which from all accounts doesn't look like he spent much time in Belarus. No, it does not. He's been flying around in Russia, free reign, whatever, which kind of gives kind of gives credence to something that I was saying a couple of months back. You got to remember back in June, he allegedly launched the biggest coup against the Russian Federation that anybody had ever seen. Remember, he marched how many miles was it in that day? The 23? Yeah, it was, the, I don't know. It was quite a ways. It was in, quite in a ways. A short, it was spectacular. Time. He shot down some Russian aircraft, too. Mm-hmm. Now, my theory behind this was he marched in. There was a truce. Putin told him to make peace, that he would be exiled to Belarus with the rest of the Wagner group. And he exited, left everything, left, just left Russia after this position them on the border of Belarus and the Ukraine, okay, which they had just moved nukes into Belarus. My theory behind this was that this was staged between Putin and Pergozin to see who the detractors in the Russian military were. Because after this happened, he took a couple of the top generals out and whacked them, made them disappear. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Because here's a problem. You can't trust anything. You get this damn fly. You can't trust anything coming out of either Ukraine or Russia at this point. It's just one of these things. They're just pointing their fingers at each other like that, looking around. I don't trust anything that Vladimir Putin or Vladimir Zelensky says. Because when something happens, it was a Russia drone. It was, no, it was a UK drone. I don't believe any of this. Now, something that stands out to me about this. So he allegedly died on Wednesday, but they haven't confirmed that yet. Yeah, they said it's it going to take a while for the uh, genetics testing and whatnot to make sure that he was one of them. You know, Progrosin was really big into disguises. He was big into having doubles and staging his death. So I would actually be surprised if he's actually dead at this point. So who could have done it? A who done it thing. So, could it have been Vladimir Zelensky? Could it have been the Ukrainians? I mean, maybe? How are they operating inside Russia? Yeah. There's no question that this was not just a malfunction that led to a crash. If you watch Correct. the video, like the the wing was completely gone. Um and, and it just was in a free fall straight down as it crashed. I'm of the idea or belief that a bomb was placed somewhere on the the wing side. Or, or like you said, maybe the landing gear on the wing or whatever. That's but. speculate. Do you know the last thing to go through Pergozin's mind was? <laughs> His, His ass. ass. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So anyway, there's a lot of speculation here. Now, I'm not so sure. Now, hear me out, folks. I'm not so sure that Vladimir, Vladimir Putin was behind this. This is completely off key for how Vladimir Putin gets rid of people. The fact that he didn't take Pergozin, we talked about this as well. The fact that he didn't take Pergozin and make an example out of him really leans me in that direction they were working together. So who would have wanted to do this? There could have been Russian rebels that were PO'd because Pergozin got away with what in their minds would be murder. There could be the Russian Air Force, which could have very easily done this because they lost some guys in his coup, supposedly, allegedly, right? They got some planes shot down. Yeah. There's a lot of people. You got to remember, this wasn't a coup necessarily against the Russian Federation. Or Vladimir Putin. 
Him and Vladimir Putin were like this. I'm doing the finger thing. That's Vladimir Putin on top. They were very, very tight for a lot of decades. I'm just not sure that's how it went down. And it's pretty suspicious. That's a that's a pretty obvious thing to do. In my opinion, there's there's only three possibilities. Shoot. Putin, Ukraine, or us. I don't think we did it. I don't either. But I wouldn't be surprised. Well, now we know that Ukraine has come out and bombed. They actually they bombed the Nord Stream 2 pipelines. They did it. They absolutely did it. They, they got the yacht transactions from the yacht they rented to go out there while this was going on. But you got to remember how this gets flipped. Zelensky, so, so now they're saying that they did it, but they kept it from Zelensky so he had plausible deniability. Kiss my white Irish blank. That's BS right there, okay? They're, they kept it from... Vladimir Zelensky didn't know anything about it. Yeah. This is why I get really worked up about this Ukraine-Russia deal. I was, well, Ukraine said they didn't do anything. U- Ukraine has been plotting stuff in Russia. They're never going to cop to it. You got to remember something. Ukraine is one of the most corrupt countries on the face of the planet. Uh, they had uh, General Doug, uh, Doug McGregor on... Tucker Carlson was talking about this. I think that's McGregor. They are one of the most corrupt countries on the face of the planet. Everybody's pocketing money. Everybody's getting themselves set up for riches, not rags. They get their golden parachutes really early on over there. So the fact that we all of a sudden have to start believing everything Ukraine says. Now, I also have a hard time with that as well, because we are one of the most corrupt countries. We rig our elections. We throw our political opponents in jail as well, which you're seeing right now. Are we not D's? Certainly looks that way. Now, I had this pulled up, and I got to see if I can find it real quick. D's, did you have anything while I'm, I'm giving this a good look? Or are you, am I putting you on the spot there, D's? Yeah, well, I mean, as far as the, like, we saw the, the crash, and they were talking about they were going to do an investigation or whatever, and then word came out that, or not word came out, but I guess... Everybody was speculating that it was Russia that shot this down or bombed or whatever. And now today uh, it's come out from the Kremlin that they are 100 percent denying it, calling it an absolute lie. Um, the uh, and, and they were blaming the U.S. and the U.S. I don't even remember who that was that they talked to, but um, he was like, nah, you know, we have no evidence to support that it was shot down. Um it was Progozin and then six other passengers were on the plane as well as the three crew members. And the Kremlin basically said that there's uh, a great deal of speculation surrounding this plane crash and the tragic deaths of the plane's passengers, including Evgeny Progozin. Of course, in the West, all this speculation is presented from a well-known angle. All of this is an absolute lie. And here, when covering this issue, it is necessary to base yourself on facts. There are not many facts yet. They need to be established in the course of investigative actions. So, this is going... And I, I'm listening to what you're saying, Dees. Mm-hmm. And my issue is, I don't believe anything anybody in the mainstream media tells me or anything they tell me about uh, Eastern Europe. I, I just I just can't. That's, that's not the mainstream media. That's a direct quote from the Kremlin spokesperson, Dmitry Peskov. But I don't believe anything they're saying either. Oh, no, not at that, all. That's, I, I can't believe any of this. Yeah, no. And I, here's my problem. When I, see a, when I see a story from CNN or PMSNBC, 
It's like I automatically don't want to believe it. When I see something from Ukraine, like Vladimir Zelensky, I don't want to believe it. When I see something from Vladimir Putin, I don't want to believe it. It's just, I can't, I can't make heads or tails of this. One thing I can make heads or tails of, I put together a list of countries and leaders that have had their political opponents jailed. Top of the list, former Ukrainian President Viktor Yanukovych. He jailed Yulia Tyroshenko, the former Ukrainian prime minister and presidential candidate. That's Ukraine. Of course, we have Vladimir Putin. Mikhail Khodorkovsky, an ex-oil tycoon and opposition supporter, was jailed. I think he even ended up dying. I got to check that. Zimbabwean President Robert Mugabe. Republic of the Congo's President Denis Sassou-Nguesso. Former Egyptian President Hosni, Hosni Mambarek. Ugandan President Yari Museveni, Supreme Leader of Iran, Ali Khamenei, Alatollah Khamenei, well, whatever it is. You say potato, I say potato. We call the whole thing. Zambian President Edgar Lungu, former Venezuelan President Hugo Chavez, former Panamanian dictator Manuel Noriega. Do you, are you putting this together? These are S-hole countries. I'm just uh, absolutely like applauding you with all of those names i know i would have somebody yeah. that says what was it drive walks and i pulled that <laughs> off are you kidding me right no my point to this is this is what our country's turning into this is all that's going on right now with trump and biden hard to argue against it right now it, how how could you yeah so we're no better off than you know than than venezuela <laughs> i sit here right now we sit here and we live a good life and we're watching everything crumble around us. I just don't get it. Let's get it into this Maui thing. I've been chomping at the bit. And Maybe. We've got, yeah. What, you too, right? Well, yeah. We've got some good sound bites coming up in the next segment of this Maui deal. I was going to say, don't get too deep into it because we're... Uh... We're almost ready to call it on this segment. But I guarantee you, when we come back, there is going to be... We've got a really funny clip of this uh, this Hawaiian resident, don't we? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's sad. I mean, it's, it's sad, funny, but, but yeah, yeah she... But she Probably speaks for a lot of people over there. So we're going to have that queued up, and it's a little vulgar, but Eldonzo did his editing magic and made it listenable for the FC, FDFCC, the FCC, right here on the Eldonzo and D Show on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. Hey, this is the El Donzo and D Show coming at you from the Skyhammer Studios right here on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. I am, of course, as always, El Donzo. I'm Dees. And there's one thing we got to talk about with Trump. There's just one thing that I got to, I, we have to get out there real quick that literally made everybody lose their collective sticks. So when Donald Trump was booked into Fulton County this week, did you see this? Mm-hmm. He was he was listed as being six foot three, two hundred and fifteen pounds with blonde or strawberry hair and blue eyes. Six three, two hundred and fifteen pounds. Everybody lost their mind. Donald Trump has not seen two hundred and fifteen pounds since nineteen eighty six. 
Yeah, I know, but it's still funny. Yeah. Because this is what everybody's talking about. They're not talking about Joe Biden. They're not talking about aliens, which I've been looking for new alien news. I can't find anything about that. They're not talking about AI. They're not talking about nuclear war. They're losing their minds because Donald Trump put down and he was six foot three, two hundred and fifteen pounds. I think he was six foot three, two hundred and forty five pounds, if I'm not mistaken, when he had his checkup in twenty eighteen. Now, is it impossible for the president of the United States to lose 25 or 30 pounds? I don't think so, but I don't think he's at 215. But on the other hand, there's no shot. He's 215. Zero. But who gives a damn? Oh, I I agree. I agree. But like you, I mean, yeah, he's not 215. I mean, they'll 51, maybe. Anything else that the so the left won't trust this. The left is like, oh, this is horrible. There's no way it's two fifteen. You can't be. You can't be. You don't trust that, but you trust Joe Biden. Well, I mean, anybody with a, you know, that isn't blind is not going to trust that he's two fifteen. But yeah, it's it's kind of a uh, an idiotic thing to take hold of when you consider everything else that's going on. Like these liberals, these pansies are actually crying about this. But you know what? They're not crying about. They're not crying about these people in Hawaii that lost their livelihood. Not enough of them, anyway. No, 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 they're, they're not. I don't think any of them are. This thing with Joe Biden, he is completely just. I'm going to play a soundbite for you real quick. And this is Joe Biden. And this is just how sensitive Joe Biden is to everything. We're talking about Maui. What do they say? How many people have died officially now? 115 with uh, almost 400 still missing. So here's another one. He just mumbles about, mumbles, th- and he tells lies, and he tries to relate with people. It's this is this is almost up there with. Remember when he said his son Bo died in Iraq? Yeah, and Bo died of a brain tumor. He wasn't in Iraq. He didn't die in Iraq. He wasn't killed in combat. He wasn't even overseas when he died. You know, or he rode the Amtrak a million miles. It, it, it all this and asinine stuff that comes out of this old. Ways you call him a walking corpse's mouth. Yeah, we're gonna to listen to this right now. He is in he is in Hawaii giving a speech in Lahana. Uh, this is it. Roll clip. I don't want to compare difficulties, but we have a little sense, Jill and I, what it's like to lose a home. Years ago, now fifteen years ago, I was in Washington doing Meet the Press. It was a sunny Sunday, and lightning struck at home on a little lake that's outside of our home, not a lake, a big pond, and hit an air conditioning duct. To make a long story short, I almost lost my wife, my 67 Corvette, (laughs) and my cat. Oh, poor baby. But all kidding aside, I watched the firefighters the way they responded. You know, there's an old expression. I grew up right across the street from a fire hall in Claymont, Delaware. And the expression... All right, that's enough of that. You know, there's times where he's talking these to where I literally, like, have to look and make sure there's not a signal issue. And I just did that there. I'm like, wait a minute, I lose it? No, he just lost it. You know, he's used that fire story multiple times. It, and it was a small kitchen fire. That's and, all yeah. it was. And it, it changes every time. I almost lost my cat, my Corvette. I almost lost my wife. I yeah, almost Jill lost almost this. almost died. And yeah, These like people said, have nothing. They it, have nothing at this point. Their houses are gone. 
They don't have anything. And this guy's up there trying to relate to them. This guy that lives in the White House that has built more money out of foreign adversaries than these people will ever earn in a lifetime. And he's trying to relate to them. How about the $700 payment thing? You, oh, oh, we got audio of this. This is a, we're going to play this real quick. These, this is a Hawaiian resident, correct? Yeah. Yeah. This is a woman who lives right there. Lost basically. I mean, you'll hear she lost everything. This woman is devastated. We're going to pull this up for you real quick and roll clip. Today, I haven't had any money come in. I haven't had anybody call me back. I didn't have anything. I, I have no idea. I lost my house. I lost my car. I lost my animals. I mean, come on, man. We're not getting anything. Till today, I still didn't get my meds. I cannot get my meds yet. My, med my medicine was all burnt in my house. My rent money was all burnt in my house. I have no money anymore. I think Joe Biden should take his $700 and get back on the fucking plane and go home. That's what <laughs> I think. Because $700 compared to all the millions he's giving to Ukraine. Why? We need it. That's why we don't understand why. We're citizens and we cannot get money. But if they're not citizens, they get gazillions of dollars from the USA. Where, where are, where's our government? Fix your house before you fix somebody else's house. And she nailed that right on the Couldn't head. Couldn't have said it any better. No, that's a resident down there. She nailed it right on the head. Why are you taking care of these people when you should be taking care of your own people? Yeah. And, and, and to be fair, there's even some some GOP people that are just recently gone over to Ukraine. Absolutely. You know, like, what are we doing? Lindsey Graham's one of them. Yeah. Lindsey Graham's one of them. Oh, you know what? Their fight's our fight. And we're going to fight this to the bitter end with Ukraine. What, you're going to fight it till Ukraine's destroyed? Yeah. R really? What kind of message does this send? And Hawaii is a blue state. They had, they had Maori residents lined up on the road during his visit with signs saying he's too late. He should have been here much earlier. Actions speak louder than words. Uh, here was another one. Trader Joe must go. Yeah. While it was going on at the very beginning, he was vacationing on a beach, which is where we got the famous no comment. He goes there for what? Two days? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He did the no comment thing. Yeah. No comment. Your your wildfire has just ravaged one of your states, and these people are killed, and you have no comment. Yeah. And then he, like I said, he spent uh, two days at most over there, maybe not even a full two days, and now he's on vacation again uh, in Lake Tahoe. Well, it's nice that he can take a vacation while they don't have a home to live. Right. In. Yeah. It's and like I I talked about earlier, I believe in the the first segment. There is a lot of talk and speculation that this wasn't just a wildfire. And it's it's hard to ignore all the the little snippets that you're seeing and things of certain colors weren't affected by fires with, you know, space lasers and whatever. I, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't considering, you know, there was a, uh, I believe the mayor of that town is evicting people from a, a large apartment building that did not burn and they want to set that up as the command center they basically have till the end of september to, to move out wow like there's some there's some weird stuff going on well you there. know a lot of these people are jumping in the ocean while those fires were going uh, yeah why i mean where else are you gonna go and this is one from it's the gateway an island <laughs> this, this guy mike Sacchino. 
and his wife jumped into the ocean, spent more than three hours in crashing waves. Because you remember this hurricane's coming at the same time <laughs> to escape the fire. Uh, he's still coming to grips with this. He said, it's just sad. This is quote that they're trying to hide so much from us and especially about the children. He added, when somebody asked our mayor the other day to just give us an estimate of how many children died, he got confrontational, and we don't need somebody that's confrontational with locals. They're just trying to get answers. He said it was insulting. He added, we're not very political people. We really don't go one way or the other, but Biden has failed us. One of the worst disasters in U.S. history happens, and he hasn't been out here. It's been two weeks on Tuesday. What kind of president does that? And then he goes there and starts to relate, tries to relate with these folks. Yeah, over a, over a small kitchen fire that didn't endanger anybody. He, no, it's 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 sickening what it is. I mean, you can look at some of the other disasters that we've had uh, in on American soil over the years, and this is in my memory, the worst presidential response ever. And then we're going to try to share this too, but look at this. He's up there at the podium. His mouth's hanging open. They're trying to guide him away. He doesn't know where the hell he's at. Look at this, D's. Yeah. He doesn't even know what he's doing. Yeah. It's... People have no faith in this country anymore. They have no faith in this leader, and neither does any of our allies across the world. I, I mean, I'm still of the belief that come November... Of, of 2024 he is not going to be the candidate maybe i'll be wrong but i just got a gut feeling that after the uh after so who, the after the new year i think they're gonna start to to find a way to get him out of there I mean, we've, I, we've got more coming up in the next segment we're gonna go over this gen Saki abortion deal real quick which is just ludicrous but okay who do you think if you if i'm gonna pick one that i think they're gonna try to sneak in there for 2024 to get old Sleepy Joe and the hoe out of there. I think it's going to be Gavin Newsom. If if not him, then I could see a play for Michelle or Michael. M Michael? Big, Big Mike. My, Big Mike? Mm -hmm. Big Mike that, well, I don't know if I can say that on the air. Probably not. So you're, you're going towards Michelle Obama. I would probably guess Newsom first. But if for whatever reason New that's not going to work out, I think Newsom, that their next card would Newsom's be. Newsom's a good looking guy. He's kind of younger. Yeah. He's very articulate. Okay, he speaks very well. I don't know. He'd be a great puppet for the masters, in my opinion, to continue the slave race that's going on in our country right now. But that's just El Donzo. So next segment, we got more news to cover. We're gonna go over this peppermint patty Jen Saki thing, which well, she's just an idiot. But we're gonna get into that right back when we return here on Cities ninety two point nine, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. Hey, we're back. This is the Eldonzo and D Show on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal, coming at you from the Skyhammer Studios on this beautiful Saturday morning. I'm Eldonzo. I'm Dees. And my computer has frozen up. That's okay, though. I think we're going to get through this. I mean, what, you know, hey, if you can't be on your toes a little bit, you know what I mean, Dees? Yes, sir. I don't know. This is really weird right now. I don't know what's going on. I think we're going to get it. Yeah, we can do this. Let me see this real quick. Yeah, this is weird. Anyway, so go ahead. Peppermint Patty, which I think that's what Dan Bongino used to call her, Peppermint Patty. And nobody's stuck because she looks like Peppermint Patty. But uh, Jen Psaki made this pretty stupid claim that no one supports ab abortion through birth. Now, 
Do you know anybody that supports abortion through birthdays? Personally, no. She she said this just the other day. Personally, I don't either. But she claims nobody supports it. Nobody supports abortion up until the time of birth. Saying that, and you know, most of these, uh, I call her a pundit at this point, but most of these people to get out there, they say, well, it's a very rare thing that anybody would do that. And it's very rare that anybody would support that. You know, that's not, that's not overall how people think. I got news for you. I'm going to play this little clip it real quick. And this is, this is John Fetterman, Eric Adams. This is Ralph Northam. This is Mayor Bill de Blasio. There's a whole lot of people in here, and this is kind of long-winded. But you have to listen to this because I want everybody to hear this, okay? And Dees, you heard this before we went on the air. What, what was your thoughts on it? That's pretty sickening. Pretty blatant, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Now, Dees, you're libertarian, right? If I had to claim one, yeah. If you had to. I think you're more conservative at this stage in your life, but yeah. I'd say I'm leaning right. You're yeah. leaning right. You're leaning right. You support abortion up until a certain point. Yes. All right. And we, we both talked about that. Mm-hmm. And even I have a little bit of a lax view on abortion to an extent. Now, there were even some candidates at the debates that were basically what I've my belief, which is like a 15 week cutoff. Unless it is like life threatening to the mother, life threatening. Yeah, yeah, and and you know that's another gray area too. Is it like is it her mental health because she has a kid? She has to go out and get a job now. There's there's a lot of gray areas to that, but there needs to be something pretty black and white and cut and dry. Aside from you know if if the if the woman's gonna die, I mean I get yeah. it. Okay, but but talking about what Jen Psaki said about no one supports this, no one's for this. Well, here is a montage of people that are for it. And we're going to roll clip and look, try not to toss your cookies. Do you support any restrictions on abortion? I don't. I've always believed. Even in the third trimester? Do you think there should be any limitation on abortion? Uh, No, I do not. Until now, my understanding is there wasn't a limit on when in a pregnancy a woman could receive an abortion. Have you set any limit? There are no limits. Is there a cutoff for you before that point? No, to me, it's it, it's a reproductive, it's a healthcare decision. It's up to women to make that decision. Where it's obvious that a woman is about to give birth, she has physical signs of, of that she is about to give a birth. Would that still be a point at which she could request an abortion if she was so certified? My bill would allow that. Yes. Virginia's governor says he has no regrets on his comments earlier this week defending abortion, even as a baby is being born. If a mother is in labor, I can tell you exactly uh, what would happen. Um, The infant would be delivered. Uh, The infant would be kept comfortable. Uh, The infant would be resuscitated if if that's what the uh, mother and the family desired. And then a discussion would ensue between the physicians and the mothers. Are you for the what he said or late term abortion or the moments that he was talking about where you would keep a woman comfortable after she was giving birth in case she wanted to abort her third term child? I don't know all his comments, but what I do know is that I am for uh, women having the right to make a choice about her own body. State lawmakers in New York approved a law permitting abortion in the state up until birth. Cuomo applauded the legislation and marked the occasion by lighting the spire of the One World Trade Center pink to celebrate. Eight months into pregnancy, should a woman be allowed legally to have an abortion? Again, I've told you I believe women's right to choose, period. At the Capitol today, a House committee approved a bill that would remove restrictions on abortions performed in Minnesota. bill would erase the requirements such as parental notification or that clinics can only handle first trimester abortions. 
that patients be told about possible links to cancer and the 24 hours. All right, that's enough. So what Ralph Northam said, okay, this is the biggest one that stood out to me. Maybe it did to you, Dees, is that deliver the baby. If the baby needs to be resuscitated while they make up their minds, so resuscitate the baby if need be to make up their minds and then they can kill it. They just said they could kill a, a baby outside of the womb. That's pretty sickening. This is, look, this uh, is, I'm pretty, pretty liberal when it comes to that uh, particular topic, but that's, that's disgusting. This isn't liberal. This is being human. Yeah. This is, this is you know, atheist or whatever, but this is having some kind of a soul, something inside you that goes, this is right and this isn't wrong. This is right. This is, this is wrong. We, we, we can't do this. This is absurd. This is what they want to do to our country. This is what they want population control. This is no different. You remember back when we were kids, these China, the one child policy. Mm-hmm. You remember, we used to hear about that. And we used to be disgusted that they to kill be little fair, girls to, to, to be fair with the uh, younger generation that's coming up. Maybe population control is a good idea. Yeah. I hate to say that and joke about it, yeah. but what are we going to do at this point? But, you know, you can't you can't have a child be born and then still take more time to think about this. You've had nine months at the worst. You've yeah, already no, had nine months. You shouldn't have that long to think about it. That's that's literally that's one of the most ridiculous. things. We have heard. the most lax abortion restrictions in the world next to Venezuela and China. There's no reason for some idiot woman. And if these are the, if Easy. these, what? Specify that you're not calling all women idiots. You know, no, I'm not. Of course I'm not these. Come on, give me a break <laughs> hey, here. Hey man, this ah, is 2023. Give me a break. You, you know how the no, I'm saying culture if is. you're at nine months and you don't know if you want to have the kid or not, you're an idiot. Uh, All right. I'll Something that, primitive sorry. has been bred out of us at this point or educated out of us, indoctrinated out of us. So, yeah, Jen Psaki telling the biggest lie of them all that nobody's actually for this. No, they're for it. They passed it in New York City. They said, John Fetterman, no restrictions, no restrictions. Just yank that little sucker out and snip his neck. Oh, oh, he, he was born. Oh, he's breathing. Well, spank him. Make sure he's breathing. And then give the mom 24 hours to think about it. And then we can kill him. Yeah, that's bad. To be fair, I doubt Fetterman even knows what question he was asking. I doubt Fetterman knows what planet he's on. But that's not, now screw him. I don't care. I don't care. He's John Fetterman. Anyway. So we got some more stuff coming up. I want to talk about some animals real quick because there's two really cool animal stories. One's funny. One's kind of like, yeah, you know, it's not funny, but it's kind of cool. A spotless giraffe was born. Did you hear about this? It's like the only one. Look at that little thing. Well, that's a lion. (laughs) Anyway, well, change pictures. A zoo in Tennessee is welcoming what it is describing as the world's rarest giraffe after a female calf was born with no spots. Bright Zoo in Limestone, Tennessee, is now offering animal enthusiasts around the world the chance to vote on her name. Uh, David Bright, director of the zoo, said this is beyond rare. The last time this happened was in 1972 in Japan. This is the first case in the USA, and if you're hearing it for the first time, you heard it right here on the El Donzo and D show. So, I guess go over there and vote for the draft's name. Now, what do you think we should call it? Spot. Spot? That'd be kind of funny. That's like calling a fat guy tiny, isn't it? Yeah. Speaking of fat guys, we were just talking about him earlier, weren't we? Which oh, one? Oh, you know who I'm talking about. You, come on, man. You know the thing. Chris Christie. Yeah. So check this out. This was funny to me. Let me see how much time we got here. Yeah, hey, I tell you. Yeah, we got time to go into this. So a shark was found on a riverbank in, in Idaho. 
Okay. Wait, what? Shark was found on a riverbank in Idaho last week. And uh, Idaho borders... It's landlocked. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So wildlife officials responded to the area and found what appeared to be a salmon shark. The salmon shark, named for its diet of salmon, can grow up to 10 feet long and weigh up to 1,000 pounds. Look at that thing. That's a big shark. Yeah. Right? Okay. Here's the thing. The wildlife officials believe that somebody placed it there as a joke. So people found this thing and started freaking out. And they found it was dead, right? It was dead. So, yeah, that's probably what happened. Yeah, but who caught the thing? Did somebody catch this, you know, when they're out ocean fishing, be like, oh, I got a good idea. Is take it back to Idaho and put it forgive, on the shore. Forgive my lack of uh, high school geography, but is there a river that runs from maybe the Pacific Northwest into Idaho? I'm sure that there's some kind of tributary path. I don't know. But I'm sure somebody could chart something Because, I mean, it's not streams. impossible. There's been bull sharks. Well, first of all, bull sharks go right up the Mississippi Mississippi River from the Gulf. Yeah. And bull sharks are the only ones that can live in both salt and fresh water. Mm-hmm. Salmon sharks cannot. Obviously. So they're calling BS on this right out of the gate. I think it's funny. That's something I think we would have done. Unless. Unless what? I mean, evolution, man. No, adaptation you know if you and i went down shark fishing we caught a shark you know we would throw it on the banks of the mackinac river you know we do it like we got this shark we don't know what to we don't want to eat it just throw it on the banks and watch all the kayakers freak out there's some shark out there that's delicious that's that there is he didn't look delicious and neither do we the aldonzo and d show would be right back here on cities 92.9 news and talk of Bloomington normal Here we are back again, bigger and laughing, twice as ugly. This is the El Donzo and D Show on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. I'm El Donzo. I'm Dees. And Dees, what do you got up for us on this last segment of the second hour to close us out, bro? Well, let's open up with a, uh, one of our favorites. Play stupid games. Win stupid prizes. A Arizona woman shoots and kills a registered sex offender attempting to break into her home. Absolutely. A Tucson, Arizona woman took matters into her own hands by shooting and killing a registered sex offender who attempted to break into her home, according to reports. Fox 10 in Phoenix the reported the incident occurred about 2 p.m. last Friday at a home near Garvey and Pyle Roads. The Pima County Sheriff's Department said a 54-year-old, 54-year-old woman was home alone when 42-year-old Jason Magram allegedly Allegedly, it actually says that, and it's not a. <laughs> it's not a deism, is it? Not a yeah. Uh, tried to break into her home. Uh, the woman saw what was happening, started yelling for Magram to leave, but he con- reportedly continued to gain access to her home. Female armed herself with a handgun, fired a shot out the window. Like why? Shot, shot, shot. shot why shot, would you shot, shoot shot. out your window? Now you got a, you know, you wasted perfectly good glass on this scumbag. <clears throat> In attempt to scare him away, apparently that did not scare him away. Because he reached into the home toward the woman to take the gun away, and then she opened fire, ultimately, ultimately striking him. So, uh, how many shots did she have to pop off before she actually hit him? Uh, said he then Under moved. Pressure. To- What'd you say? Under pressure, man. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, he moved towards the driveway where he then collapsed and died. The woman was not hurt during the altercation, and according to the sheriff's department, 
Magram was a registered sex offender in Utah, and the department has not arrested anyone in the shooting, although the investigation is ongoing. And as of uh, today, no charges have been filed, and they shouldn't be. No. Did he die? Yeah. She should get a medal. Yeah. Now, I've got a real quick one. Right there in the drivewalk. He collapsed. Shut up about the drivewalk, you (laughs) a-hole. Shut up about the drivewalk. I know. Okay. Maybe a drivewalk's a thing somewhere. You know what? Like, I know, some foreign country. Uh, Yes, go up on the drivewalk and uh, cook out on the patio. I don't know. Why do do they call a driveway a a driveway and a parkway a parkway? Because you park on a driveway and you drive on a parkway. You are a I genius. I never thought mind. about that. Blows yeah. my mind. So you want to know something else? Blow? I got to slip this in there real quick. Talk about play stupid games, win stupid prizes. So in Seattle, this guy broke into a home, and he broke through the home's front door. Or excuse me, the officers had to break through the home because there's a 17 year old girl in there. So this guy's in there. the 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 girl's father called 911. At 11.30 a.m. on Friday, a report that his daughter alerted him about a man with a wooden stick trying to break into the home. The dad's not there. All this stuff is going down. The cops come in. They bust in the house. They get the girl safe. They go in the garage. You know what they find? This moron sitting in the car chugging a a gallon of gasoline. (laughs) Just chugging it like the world's going to end. Like he's going to party like it's 1999. They had to, like, bust down the door of the car because this guy's chugging gasoline. He won't come out. What the hell is wrong with people? This is like out of like a one gallon. Yeah, it's like you go in my garage, you see a gallon gas can. This moron's just out the go 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 go. So that was it. that was probably a a gas oil mix. Well, I don't know what it was, but I'm sure he wasn't feeling good the next day. I wonder what octane it was. I hope he died. What an idiot. Anyway, you you brought that up. I'm like, oh, I got the story about this guy guzzling gasoline. Anyway, D's keep going, bro. Um, a hero, a FedEx driver. Kills a rattlesnake on a woman's porch in Nebraska. Yes. Rattlesnakes in Nebraska? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was unaware of that. A a FedEx courier named Matt Gorier went above and beyond the call of package delivery duty after heroically killing a rattlesnake that was lurking on a woman's front porch. And this was all pretty much captured on a ring camera. You can, uh, the beginning, you see... The ring camera is set down low, like porch level, and it just overlooks the stairs. Well, at the beginning of the video, you just see the little head of the rattlesnake poking up. And then a few moments later, this FedEx driver walks up. And then you can kind of see him react because he walks up, sets this big box down, and then he notices the rattlesnake there. Well, luckily for him, there happened to be some uh, some good old yard tools leaning up against the house. So he grabs a shovel and basically beats the snake to death with it. Probably didn't beat it to death. Wow. Probably just one quick swipe and took its head off. And then he grabs a rake and you see him walking away with the, with the corpse. And then he, he sent a picture of the snake before he killed it. It was all coiled up in the corner of the house right there. And uh, it says, hope you didn't have a pet snake. Uh-oh. Sorry about the blood. Uh oh, you know I, I we had a rattlesnake when I was a kid. My dad brought it back from Texas. Did you ever hear the story about the two guys that are out in the desert? One gets bit by a rattlesnake. That sucked the poison out. Well, yeah, yeah. The two guys are out there, and the guy's taking a leak, and the rattlesnake bites his, you know, his 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 penis, mm-hmm. and uh, he's freaking out. And the other guy calls the hospital, and uh, the hospital's like, "Yeah, get him here in like forty five minutes." The guy's like, "Dude, we're three hours out," and the doctor says, "Well, you're gonna have to you have to suck the poison out." 
And the guy's laying there grabbing his junk, and he's like, what did the doc say? And the guy looks down from the phone and goes, goes, doctor says you're going to die. The first time (laughs) I heard that joke, it was told to me as a, um, I think it was Lone Lone Ranger and Tonto. Tonto, yeah, 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 that was another variation of that. Anyway, I had to throw that in there. Go ahead, Deez. Uh, So, yeah, basically this guy's getting a whole lot of praise on the socials, calling him a hero. He should be the FedEx Employee of the Year. And, I mean, I, I... tend to agree and apparently if you look at this guy's facebook page he's uh deathly afraid of snakes so hats off to him was a chick hot it doesn't show her it just shows the maybe basically just shows the lower the lower half of the fedex driver as he's carrying the uh dead snake carcass away oh it's like steve Irwin, eh yep come here snakey snakey so what else did you have another animal no, I actually did not have another animal, but I'll tell you what I do have. I have a husband of New York City teacher. This is kind of odd. Anyway, he's defending this teacher out in New York City that was sleeping with one of her students for like six months off and on. They got texts going back and forth. We're running out of time, but pretty much this cuck is trying to stand up for her. She's going to jail. She's already been fired. Look at this check. She's not even that cute. No. Why is he standing up for her? I don't know. This is the old Donzo and D show. We've had enough of these fooly monkey shines for today. We'll be coming back at you next weekend here on Cities 92.9. The news and talk of Bloomington Normal. We're out of here, baby. YouTube.com slash Eldonzo D's. See ya. Catch you on the flips.